Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to Confluence, the lifestyle, episode number five. I love that word, Confluencers. I just made that up, but it flows and goes with the podcast as well as the brand. I told you last week to be great at anything. Consistency is key. And each week, I consistently come to you with news and tips that you can use, my guilty pleasures that tie into Confluence the Lifestyle, and what's going on in our world. Can you believe that Confluence is live at five? I can't. I remember when it was all a dream. Thank you for tuning in and coming back each week. I appreciate those that have followed and subscribed and given me their feedback. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am humbled that you are rocking with me on your drive to and from work while you're cleaning up on Saturday mornings and getting your workout on, trying to get slim. It doesn't matter. Just as long as you're listening and telling people about Confluence. Please know it's all love and I appreciate you. That's what this podcast is all about. Sharing the wealth of knowledge, imparting wisdom on topics that affect us all. Black, white, single, married, gay, or straight, chick dog or chinchilla. I know this for sure. Problems are universal and they cross color barriers as well as color lines. And of course, you need a little tomfoolery in your life. You can't take life too serious. You need to laugh sometimes. So think of me as your homegirl next door. I am penciling in guests and topics, but I want to hear from you. Please let me know what you want to discuss. And by all means, come back for more. I want to make sure you are full and satisfied. Why? Because this is Confluence. I hope all is well in your world and you're getting your last bit of summer fever out. I am truly a summer bunny. If Mother Earth can change her swing and enjoy the sun, surely I can too. And I gets it. Yes, gets it. I leave no stone unturned. The season of summer ends on September 22nd. Shout out to alliteration. And I hate to see summer go. I call it my 3S season. Sundresses, sandals, and sunglasses. I had people hating on me this year for my sunglasses. I'm talking about hating Like it doesn't look good on you hating. But the summer is the time where I 
not you. I come out my shell and look alive. This season ushers in positive vibes and rejuvenation and a sense of renewal. I look forward to it, especially as an educator. The winter can be blah, cold and gray, but when summer hits, oh, when summer hits, I set my soul free. I travel, become a bronze beauty. Shout out to all the melanin women who have to buy a different color foundation in the summer because our skin gets so golden brown. My waistline is a little bit snatched because I put that work in the gym and I explore everything from musicals, museums, and festivals. But, hey, to everything, there is a season and this season is coming to an end. So be sure to end your summer on a high note. Do something fun and memorable that will close your 2018 summer out with a bang. Last week, we talked about the power of sisterhood. There's a song that says we all need somebody to lean on. And the people that I lean on, I call them the village. I don't care who you are and what superpower you possess. You cannot make it in this life without any help. You need somebody, a best friend, your mother, your auntie, your cousin, hell, Jesus, in order to make it. You have to find your village and love them hard. I hope you had a moment to say thank you and tell them how much you love and appreciate them for the value that they add into your life. Remember, I told you it's hard to be everything to everybody. And within that space, sometimes people suffer. But remember what I said. There's an old African wives tale that says it takes a village to raise a child. But I'm going to add It takes a village to survive. We're all scratching and surviving, trying to get to the top. So if you haven't done so, please tell your village thank you. Shout out to my village of friends. Some of them I don't see for days, weeks, or months. But the bond is still strong as ever. When we talk... It's like we never miss the beat. Friendship is perhaps one of the deepest bonds in human life forged through mutual trust, unconditional support, and selflessness. You heard what I said? Selflessness, not selfishness. I can't stand a selfish person. Some friends that only see them for themselves Those are not the friends that you should be surrounded with women of confluence. And those are definitely not the friends that should be in your village. But the point that I'm trying to make is that it's quite difficult to confine the true meaning of friendship in just a few words. I mean, when I think of friendship, I think of dependable, reliable, honest Positive energy because I'm such energy person. 
I look at a person's vibration, supportiveness, kind-hearted. I mean, shit, there's a lot of attributes that I can name for a positive, powerful friendship. But to me, the ultimate one is if you're really there for me when I need you. When I take this cape off, because it's hard for me to take this cape off. But when I take it off and say, I need you, and you don't come, ooh, that's a problem for me. Because I try to be the friend that I want people to be to me. But shout out to my village, because they always come in a jiffy. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If I've never told you, I definitely appreciate you. You know, the topic that stood out the most from last week's episode was the conversation around legacy. We discussed how important it is to leave a legacy behind for your offspring. Thank you for your responses. 48% said having a legacy is important and they are putting things in place so their children can know and understand the hard work that they left behind. While 32% said they wanted to, but they just didn't know how to get started. And 13% say they were confused by what it means to truly leave a legacy. And the last 7% said, ain't nobody got time for that. Who still does that? That. We'll come back to that word, that. Come on, y'all. We got to do better in 2018. Here's the thing. Leaving a legacy is a God-given right, and it is a part of our history. If you're still working, one of your goals should be to leave a financial legacy. I personally have set up a 403B separate from my retirement so my son can have something tangible in his latter years. Remember, too, that the time that you spend with your family is most important and those memories become a part of your legacy. Your involvement in their lives can have a lasting impact on their souls, which is the outcome you'll never forget and they will not either. I still remember those loved ones that sleep the long sleep. Sometimes I embody their attitude and I remember the wisdom that they shared, which makes me a better person today. So when people were calling and we were talking last week about legacy, it was like, okay, so tell me, how can I leave a legacy? Here are a few ideas that you are probably doing and didn't even know. Watch for opportunities for it to be known to share what your children and offspring should know. For instance, you could say something like, this has been passed down by your grandmother or your great-grandmother. Model and teach what's important. Prayer, focus, cultivating relationships and time. When I was younger and I still lived at home, I would wake up early some days, but I would see and hear my grandmother 
on her knees praying like she was a true descendant of an African slave. I just always loved to hear my grandmother pray because I felt like it got through. She had a line of communication open from her mouth to God's ears. And I A learned the power of pray, prayer, but most importantly, I learned how to pray. I learned how to focus. My grandmother was always about her business. You never knew when it was rough because she never let us know how tough or rough it was. She took care of her business. She believed in relationships and feeding the soul. And she also valued time. Now, the time piece, I'm still working on it. But I know that that would be a part of her legacy. Another thing that you could do is speak life into your family, your kids and your offspring, as well as your grandchildren. We are on the road to 40. And now our children are starting to have their children. We want our grandchildren to know what they are, who they are, what they came from. Share what you have learned along the way and pass along the knowledge from your family so that wisdom can be transferred from generation to generation. I think that's part of our problem in 2018. We don't want to pass on those generational stories anymore. We are lost in the South. Why? Because we are trying to adopt culture and legacies of other people that really don't give a damn about us. We have allowed our family legacies to die off because we're swerving and twirling, being gone with the wind fabulous. And hey, I get it. But you want to make sure that while you're being gone with the wind fabulous, your family traditions are being passed along. One thing is that we live in for the gram and not living for ourselves. What is the true legacy that you are showing your family? People tell me that I am an old soul, but it's not that I'm an old soul. It's that I just have that Johnson legacy living in me. Shout out to the Johnson clan. Whoop, whoop. Today we call our legacies that. We have removed ourselves from that. And we don't do anything anymore. We're too good for that. No one wants to hear that. But that is what makes us who we are today. My dad's mother. God rest her soul. She owned and operated her own salon from the 1960s to the early 2000s. Before she passed away with cancer. But I too watched her cultivate relationships with every woman that sat in their chair as she beautified them. She poured into their spirit. And at her funeral, that was the one thing that stood out to me. How my grandmother would lift, bow down heads, help mend broken hearts, give encouragement and chicken soup for the soul. Things that lasted well beyond her lifespan. 
Here's another thing that we don't realize. Cooking is a legacy. My maternal grandmother, my granny Jerry, the one I talked about that prayed like she was a descendant of a slave because she was. But anyway, she was a great cooker. Gosh, I miss her cooking. But I used to shadow her in the kitchen. So I learned how to cook traditional dishes such as chicken and dressing and homemade banana pudding. Not out the box. Banana pudding is not out the box. But anywho, and other family recipes that have nourished my family's soul for years. I learned how to do that from her. And if my grandmother were to die and I didn't do that, imagine all of the family secrets that would be lost. So please be sure to collect those family recipes before it's too late. You just don't want them to die off with Big Mama and Muddy in the grave. But it's not always about money. Leaving a legacy is about building family traditions. That helps build pride. It's how we live our life and it's how we run our home. Build your life on a foundation that will last, not for the ground. Inherit something that's worth standing on. We, as a people, stand on some tough shoulders. They're giants. So be an advocate for your family so you can pass down something that your children will be proud of for years to come. Let me tell you who's building a bum-ass legacy. That damn Beyonce. My ace invited me to the concert on Sunday. Shout out to my Pammy P. And I was completely enamored with B. I mean, I was no good on Monday morning, but I was sure turned up on Sunday night. Now, I'm not a member of the Beehive, so don't shoot me. But I was impressed, to say the least. The legacy that she is leaving Blue, Sir, and Remy will set them up for success well, well into their adulthood. I know many people think their love story is fake, but I saw differently. The legacy that she is leaving behind is worth ethic. That girl and their daddy. Dance, perform, sing, and shake the tail feather for three hours. The bank account? <sighs> Somebody told me they paid $2,000 for their ticket. Y'all, this was damn near a sold-out show. Day one was sold out. That's why they had to add day two in a hometown. So, that bank account? How to make money. Mm-hmm. Because kids need to know how to make money. The Bible says, man don't work, man don't eat. These children need to learn how to work. But the countless memories, the spirit of travel, and how to truly fight for your marriage. They performed three hours while looking each other profusely in our eyes. You can't fake love for that long. Give a damn who you are. Singer, actress, 
activist. After a while, you start to break. And I believed them. I believe that she had resentment because he cheated on her. I believe that there is a Becky with good. I don't believe that that was all orchestrated for record sales. Okay. But anyway, she has built generational wealth. And let me say this. If we have to keep starting over, we will never get anywhere. Build your generational wealth. Not for today, but for the little ones that's going to be in our tomorrows. She even talks about how her great-grandchildren will be set up on the Forbes Bliss. I respect her talent as an artist, but I surely can appreciate how she's looking down the line, not just for now, but for her children to have a better future. So Miss Beyonce knows, Jay-Z's wife, Mrs. Carter, you are definitely a woman of confluence. Today, I come to you in the spirit of much better. I told you life has a funny way of completely knocking you on your ass. One minute you could be at your highest high and the next you are at your lowest low. Last week, I was low, 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 low. I mean, some days I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel going fast but not getting anywhere, while some days I feel or felt like an eagle soaring and gliding through the air. I had to deal with death and some realizations. Oh, but this week, there have been some celebrations. Some people in my village have celebrated birthdays, promotions, and birth announcements. See, that is God's way of telling us he has not given up on us when he brings forth human life. So that's why you have to rejoice with those. That rejoice in and with you. You will get that later. Sunday. I had floor seats right next to the stage. To the Beyonce concert. But Monday. My air conditioner went out. Then my garage door wanted to trip. I had to buy a new mattress. Let me throw a caveat right there. Talk about saying goodbye to old chapters and old souls. I was so embarrassed as they carried that thing out my bedroom. That mattressy had a legacy of its own, but it was time. Health is wealth. But seriously, I am facing an uncertain situation and waiting for an answer at work. But guess what? I'm here each day. I put one foot in front of the other. Whatever I can achieve that day, that's what I will do. What I can't, I won't. There's only one me and I can only do so much. And that is what I call the power of one. One day at a time. One step at a time. One moment, one opportunity. That's all it takes. Just one. When you look at the big picture sometimes, you lose focus. I 
often think about everything I have going on and everything that I must do. My son's birthday is coming up. My 40th birthday is coming up. Christmas, my mother's birthday, Paris. I mean, I really get over damn whammed. Then I have to stop and say, the power of one, Charlie, the power of one. Stay in this moment. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own and you haven't made it there yet. It's so easy to get caught up in that whirlwind, the negative space when life unfolds in the most unusual of ways. We say ugly and hurtful things. We think God is not our friend when life is not going our way. But that's not true. Our faith is being tested. He want to see how strong we really are. How much do we really trust him? So in the meantime and between time, you must continue to speak life into yourself and affirm your purpose daily. What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. So I hope that you are affirming yourself and telling yourself how beautiful, how positive, how influential you are. So that's the question that I want to pose today, women of confluence. How often do you affirm yourself? Is it daily? Monthly? Weekly? Do you really know your own love language? What sets your sail afloat? You see, the power of life and death lays within our tongue. No lie. Here's a transparent moment. I used to struggle with this. And now, mm, I don't need anybody to validate me. Because I'm my biggest cheerleader. I really didn't find value in speaking into my life when I was younger. Then I realized that I was a dead woman walking. Just dead as hell. And I wondered why I kept getting those vulture type of relationships. But here's the thing. When you are a dead woman walking. That's what vultures eat on. Dead carcass. So I realized I, not anybody else, I, me, numero uno, the power of one, had to start speaking to myself and speaking over myself. Because words have power. They can tear you up or they can lift you up. They can build and they can destroy. Think about that for a minute. Do you really build yourself or do you tear yourself down? Weigh in. But do me a favor. Be honest with yourself. Reflect on that one. Because the Bible tells us let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth, which is good, but which is good so that you can edify. You need to edify yourself and your space, your children, and your home, your car, and your job. You're going out and you're coming in. Speak confluence, confidence, and influence to yourself. Tell yourself how amazing you are. When I come across a lot of women, they say, I don't know what to say. Well, let me help you. 
One of my favorite verses in Song of Solomon says, You are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. Stand in the mirror and tell yourself that each day. Because the competition is really not that girl that you're mad at. The competition is you. And when you speak into yourself, you don't find yourself getting mad over trivial things. Because you know your worth. You can't get upset when somebody doesn't see your value and doesn't see your worth. But if you do your job, just make that first step, that power one. Do your job. Speak into yourself. Look yourself in the eye each morning and say, you are altogether beautiful, my love. And there is no flaw in you. Confluences speak differently, especially about themselves and I sure as hell hope that you are affirming yourself daily so weigh in tell me are you building yourself up are you tearing yourself down I want to know and I want to know what makes that really hard come on y'all this is confluence now you know I have to talk about my guilty pleasures. That damn insecure does it again. So many prevalent themes this week. I'm telling you, Issa Rae is looking into my window as she writes. The themes that stood out to me this week is the dynamic group of friendship. We are adding new friends to the original crew. Being vulnerable. I know about that and why it's important to work through your feelings before dating again. I know about that. We learned that Mr. Lawrence has an STD and has to call all the women that he's laid with. Yucko bucko. I can't stand a dirty penis man. But what I can appreciate is how the writers were clever enough to bring an issue into our consciousness. Somebody, somewhere, had to make that call to somebody today. And that's what I love about that show. They make it real and relevant. Then, we see Candace and Dro having a baby. Which means that Dro lied about doing that thing in open marriage while he and Molly messed around. And my girl Issa realized that maybe, just maybe, she's over Lawrence after all. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's nothing like that feeling of getting over that person when you never thought that you were going to get over them. When you get over that hump and you don't go from thinking about them from every second of the day to every other day to every other week. To every other month. To not thinking about you at all. Mmm. Praise Jesus. That's a hallelujah moment. Can we say church? But back to the show. My girl East. Can't win. For losing though. I know what it's like. To completely take the wall down. Around your heart. Brick by brick. Open up and let a man in only for him to push himself away 
or vanish and disappear like a fart in the wind. I mean, I've been like, why did you come into my life and add to the list of insecurities that I already suffered with? What was the point? What was the purpose of that to make me believe that you were down with me and that this is what you wanted? That ain't right. That's why I did not want East to give it up, especially her most prized possession to Nathan. That's why I was like, no, Issa, no, no, don't do it. I mean, Nathan is a cutie from H-Town. Shout out to the 713. But he's unstable and temperamental. But most of all, he's toxic. Green eyes tell lies. How he came onto the show was a volatile way. And how you start out is how you finish. People like Nathan will put you back in an emotional landfill where you will be all in your feelings like Drake. I know them all too well. Toxic people initially when they walk into your life can make you feel good. But after a while, yes, Lord, after a while, they can't hide it. And their true intentions, their character and who they are begin to show up and it shows out. You know why? Because the road to hell was paved with good intentions. There's a lot of people in hell that thought they was going to heaven. They intended to do well, to do good. But that's why you have to be careful who you entertain, ladies, in your season of singleness. Dating is filled with fun and kinship along with sex, creating a sexship type of situation. Do you know what that is? I'm just going to simply put it. That's a soul tie. Another soul tie. Another body count. And a soul tie is filled with an empty promises of what they will do, what they want to do, but they never come through. They lack the commitment. So basically you end up with nothing. And you are allowing someone to pour into you sexually without filling you up spiritually, without filling you up mentally, without filling your cup and keeping your gas tank on empty. Issa, that's why I wanted you to think about the true benefit. Fuck all what he's talking about. What is he doing? Again, we got to stop looking for that validation. When there's no validity and a fly by night, come through, Johnny, come lately, come through and hit it off in the middle of the night type of situation. If you remove sex from your relationship, this is for Issa, this is for myself, this is for every woman listening to this podcast, especially if you are in your season of singleness. If you remove sex from your relationship. What do you have? Will it be an empty shell of nothingness? Hollowed out like a rock, rotten log decomposing? I told you before. Earlier in this podcast, I remember just being a walking dead woman. And when you are left empty it is 
easy for straight things that do not belong to find a home in you and reside for an extended period of time because you think it feels good. It is good. Women, we are emotional beings. And having sex with a man creates a connection forever. Thus tying our souls together. So I really want you to give that some consideration. It took me a while to figure that out. Have I completely mastered it? Halfway. I don't have a PhD in it. I have a master's degree in it. I'm getting better. But every time I tell you something, I speak from experience. I lived, I breathed, and I am working through it. You have to heal and forgive yourself. And what you don't deal with, it continues to come back over and over and over again. See, she thought that she was ready for love. But love is still hiding from her, which creates an open womb. And she will soon realize. Now, I'm talking about Issa, but I'm also talking to someone else that's listening to this podcast. Sometimes we think we are ready for something. And we realize that when we don't work through those feelings, we don't work through that heartbreak. When we keep going to Heartbreak Hotel, putting band-aids over things that are broken, we will continue to end back where we are. It becomes a vicious cycle that we would get that we would start to become in. And I had to realize that about myself. I had to verbalize it because, again, you can't change what you will not acknowledge. I had to acknowledge that I was broken and that I needed to be healed. But most importantly, I didn't look for healing from a person here on earth. My healing came from the man above, my soul provider, the keeper of my heart, God. Hold on to your jewels. He's coming because there is a boo just for you. It's Wild Me Wednesday. It's Wild Me Wednesday where I focus on confident women doing influential things in our community. Today, my woman of confluence is an award-winning journalist, poet, TV and radio news personality, Ms. Rashonda Tate Billingsley. Ms. Billingsley can effectively deliver a motivational and inspirational speech to a dead soul and bring them back to life. For 15 years, Rashonda worked as a television news anchor and reporter before leaving her quote-unquote good job to write full-time. She talks about stepping out on faith to follow your dreams. She is the co-founder of Brown Girls Publishing with author Victoria Christopher Murray. Whoop, whoop for Brown Girls Publishing with hundreds of speaking engagements to her credit. Rashonda is frequently called upon to serve as a conference presenter or keynote speaker for women and teen groups, churches, sororities, or other professional organizations. Please like and follow her journey on social media. 
I hear big things are on the way. Way to go, Miss Billingsley. You are truly a confluencer, a confident woman doing influential things in your community. Here is my final thought for today. I talked about this when I was talking about insecure. Soul ties don't tell lies. Bonds are not easily broken, but you can do it. But you must first wash your hands of the nouns, the people, the places, and all of the things that have you in bondage. You cannot rush through that process, but instead you must work through it so you can set yourself free. Renounce yourself from the soul tie. Actions speak louder than words. And once they see that you are not with them verbally, spiritually, physically, but most of all mentally, things begin to change. You begin to get your power back. And speaking of power, always remember the power of one. One you. Therefore, take one step and one day at a time. And God will handle the rest. Just do your part. And he has you. Well, that's it, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I am your host, Charlie Marcole, and I've enjoyed having you here with me. Until we meet again, remember, when you are strong enough and confident enough to speak the truth, you gain respect and influence. Smooches.